Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with JM and JB. And for those of you who are new here, this podcast is all about the entrepreneur mindset and the lifestyle where you can find balance between work and life. Within this show, we're going to showcase um, not just people within our network, but also local Arizona businesses and the minds that built them. JB, welcome to the show. Thought I left in silence. <laughs> Sorry, you make me do this you. by myself, you jerk. Thought I left in I did. I thought you were gone, even though I'm literally staring right at you. Hello, darkness, my old friend. How Hello. Are you? I don't know why that song stuck in my head right now, but it kind of just is. Okay. That's all the words I know, though. So that's it. Yeah. Can you sing the rest? I cannot. I don't. Okay. So I don't know that. Song. Like but it's also not. On that. It's not stuck in my head, so it, it would make sense that I cannot sing. Not it. yet. It isn't. I don't know what that means, okay. but it will be stuck there. Darkness. Or my that old song. friend, yes. Oh, got it. I hope it's not darkness. Oh, wait. I just called you my old friend. <gasps> that could be like your old or your past tense. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. Bye. See you later. Wait. We're done talking to you. Bye. Damn, that was a good one too. Button for button. We're killing it right that now. Kills it. So what's going on? I don't know. Just another day in the heat another of paradise. It is paradise for some people who like it warm. Is it though? Yes, absolutely. I don't know if anybody really likes this weather. People choose to come to the desert for this. They should stop choosing to come <laughs> here. It's getting full. <laughs> we are overcrowded. But, <laughs> I, I mean, y- you think about it, like, we might uh, think that it's a bit of a hassle when it's this hot outside, but some people enjoy this shit. It's weird. Yeah, those people you can't trust. That's called Satan. Those are also the people who have, like, their house at, like, 80 degrees and think that that's cool. Also somebody you can't trust. <laughs> What's the what's the temperature you keep your house at? Seventy two. Fuck my year round, year round. Even in the yes, okay. Well, in winter it goes down like sixty five because we don't use the heater. I don't think I've ever turned the heater on in my house. I actually that's a lie. I turned it on one time to see if it worked. I don't think I've touched it ever since. I've come home to it on, but uh, it's because as soon as I walk out the door, Kendi turns it on, and then she looks at my location and knows when I'm coming home. And turns it off real quick. And then I get in the house. It's like 90 degrees. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? She's like, I don't know. It's just turned on by itself. <laughs> Faulty. I don't Faulty. know what happened. Uh, so, no, hell no. It gets so cold. I'm like, it's 85. You don't need a sweatshirt. <laughs> as soon as it gets below 90, she's sweatshirt, sweatpants. Just like, it's cold out. Oh, like, my goodness. And when it's like 40, I'm still sweating. I'm like, this sucks. Do you like to sleep when it's cold? Like your bedroom it's when it's cold? literally the only time to sleep. Yeah? Yeah. So what do you do when it's... She cranks the heater on. I don't sleep. No. I'll go I'll go sleep outside. In the wintertime, I just open up all the windows and just freeze. I mean, there's been times where I get out of bed and it's literally 50 degrees in the That's room. That's the best sleep. Yeah. Yeah. The windows open, fan sleep. is on, and you're sleeping with a sheet. Do you sleep with a fan on all the time? One, Yes. For the noise? 365 days a year. For the noise or to keep it cool? That's actually a good question. I never thought of it, but it kind of, it's just a routine at this there's point. There's a lot of people that use a noise, uh, a fan for just the noise. I think I use it for air movement. It has to be for air movement because I actually go to sleep with uh, Pandora or something playing, and I usually listen to comedy. Like, so uh, you, so your type of sleeper has to have something in the background. Only when I'm falling asleep, but after that, I'm good. If it if it turns on like an hour or two after I sleep, then I'm awake the rest of the night because I twilight sleep pretty much eighty percent of the night, and twenty percent is my deep sleep. So if that. What do you do? You put like a timer on or something for Pandora? Or like mm-hmm. how does yeah, that? Yeah, 30-minute timer. And I fall asleep with it on and then turns off when I'm sleeping and we're good to go. All right. What? Why do you think that is? Why do you think you need some sort Probably of... Probably uh, because I get bored with people talking and I fall asleep. 
I don't know. It that, may that just... makes sense, especially <laughs> uh, you know, sitting here talking and it's like ask you a question. You're like, oh, what, what was that? Yeah, yeah. See, you Rude. did it with me. What did you say? Uh huh. Um, no, I don't know. I think it's more of comfort of somebody's there, even when I have Kendi not even a foot away from me, and, and your dogs and the damn dogs. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. It's just I, I've always had something playing as I'm falling asleep. If I don't have something playing, I think my mind is constantly going, and then I don't go to sleep. So the comedy, I have to sit there and listen to the comedy, and it kind of takes my mind off of things, and so then it allows me to relax and go to sleep. It's better than a TV because I can – so I, I don't do good with noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why that popped in my head is because, obviously, last couple of days I was traveling for work, um, stayed in a hotel room, and it was actually – cooler i mean the weather outside the high was like 78 degrees so uh, with the room i mean it was 65 when i got there all the ac was off no heaters on no nothing and so when i was the first night i was going to sleep i realized that it was dead silent the hotel wasn't very busy there wasn't any outside noise and i like i didn't stay asleep but i fell asleep quickly yeah um and then I think about when I go home. Normally, there's I turn a fan on because I don't turn my AC down all the way, just because it's very. You're expensive. one of those like eighty degree people, right? Absolutely not. I and what is it at right now? Right, if I were to go to your house right now. What's it at? Seventy six. Does it stay like that all day? No, long? it kicks down to seventy four, um, and then about eight o'clock, I think it kicks down to seventy three. Okay, so you're half normal. So I wish I could have it at like sixty seven or sixty eight degrees. <laughs> it's worth the money. I, it's I, worth it. One day when I start making money, I will 100% crank that AC it's down. It's worth it. It's so, my AC bill jumps from literally being like $60 in the wintertime because I barely use it, or my electricity bill, because I barely use it, to like 275 bucks in the, in the summertime. Hmm. I don't know what mine is. I, so I, I'm literally, I'm like, yeah, I kind of sweat, and that's why I, you know, I have a fan running. And, um, but I, I noticed that I don't use the fan for noise. I only use it for airflow. But there's yeah. a lot of people I know that have a fan because they have to have some sort of noise some going sort of on. Noise. Why like do you think that, that is? stupid creak. What? I don't know. Maybe that's an old fan. I grew up in a ghetto home. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, okay. we our, fans, our house didn't have fans, did it? The yeah, 38th Street house? You guys had freaking fans all over I don't think that house had fans. Not ceiling fans. Yeah, that house barely. Yeah, we. I used a shop fan. Huh? We did have a fan in the kitchen. Uh, but you guys, I, you guys I had used, all like no, the, I the had, fans on the floors. In that house, I used, it was when I first started dating Kendi, and she brought this up the other day, because I've always had a fan on. And uh, I used one of the, the big metal fans mm. that you use for shops. Yeah. And I had that in my bedroom, and it pushed so much air. But she was like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. Because the noise. so loud, yeah. But now I'm sure she's so used to you having noise that it doesn't even bother her. Yes, so now she is, but she's weird with lights. So if there is a light anywhere in the house, she can see it and she won't go to sleep. So I had to put electrical tape over the TV, the TV lights showing that there's a power on. Um, there, we have a, a fish tank upstairs now because our big fish tank had baby fish. Mm. And so we had to move those out of the tank and we had to start another tank. I sound like a crazy zoo at my house. We had to start another. Did you guys sell a lizard? No. Did it die? It gone. Or did she your did. cat eat it? No, no, she gone. She did. What does that mean? It did. Elaborate. It stopped breathing. Yeah. What? No. Don't use my explanation. First off, people, that was mine. All right. That's a time for that's a story for a different time. You, I think you give the story now. First off, tell me if your lizard did it die on its it own fruition on or its on its own wishes. Did you starve it to death? I did not do anything. It wasn't mine. So, and Tristan, I don't even know. Was Tristan there for this story? 
Yeah. When Sadie. Yeah, when Sadie died. Yeah, he's the one that told me she's dead. No, no, no. Like, he went with us to wherever we oh, took Oh, did you go with us to the impound? So, he's the one that told, because Sadie died in his room. Yeah. And so, he came and told me. Yeah. Well, I remember we we picked her up, and so they had a, Jake grown up, um, and Tilly behind the behind the camera, had a English Mastiff. How old was she? Six years? Seven she years? She was seven. Uh, compared to we, your we, other English yeah, Mastiffs, we had three she was time. small. Yeah. Uh, what, 200 pounds or something like that? 180 she, pounds? She was like 180, 200 uh, so, Titus was 224, and then Cody was 264. Yeah, that dog was massive. Um, so anyway, Sadie passed away one morning. Uh, Jay called me, came over to help pick the dog up because you were quite young at the time, T. Um, and obviously, the dog was a little bit heavy to pick up, but we, we got her in the bed of your truck? Yeah, it had to have been I my think truck. so. And then we took her to the Humane, Humane Society, Society yeah. um, obviously to either... Burner. Light her on fire, or you couldn't kill her anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know if they bury her, gone. but they, I, I guess don't think they would bury her. I think it's a burn, just cremator. Yeah. So went to there, uh, went to the Humane Society. Obviously, where they brought a wheelbarrow out for the dog because it was so big. Um, and this guy who was working there literally kept the asking us, "So how the dog die?" I, we don't know. We don't know. He asked three times, and I'm finally like, hey, "The dog stopped breathing." Like that is how yeah, the dog how, died. How did you die? jackass! Like what the fuck? Didn't uh, we who cares a- how the dog died? A dog is old. It died. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Didn't we put a tennis ball in her mouth in the bed of the truck? Yeah, but you and your mom have a little bit of a different humor than most people. <laughs> so it was quite interesting to see this person walk <laughs> over to get the dog, and there's the, the dog tennis ball in the dog tennis mouth. ball in his mouth. <laughs> Maybe that's why they were asking how did the dog die. Maybe you thought you yeah, like suffocated funny. the dog yeah. with the the tennis ball. <laughs> because I, I really feel like something happened to this lizard that you're just not sharing. Uh, I stopped eating. Okay, did it? <gasps> Do you? Who is that? It's work. I don't want to. We've kind of had bad luck with some of our locations in the past month. Only, only, only my your side. locations. Yeah, literally only my side. We had a shop broken into this morning, so that was fan freaking tastic. Yeah, thanks for sleeping in on that one. Yep, not a problem. I mean, this guy says he's up at 3 a.m. for the gym every morning. And so guess what? You're welcome. I be up. You're and welcome. I be here. So. I guess, well, I wasn't here, so you, this yeah, is your story Yeah, you were now. sleeping in, remember? Yeah. Remember when I was called? Um, when you so, didn't answer the phone, please continue. <laughs> so about 3.30, 3.45, I receive a phone call from our alarm company. And the way it usually works, if it's a part of our the mechanic side of the business, and there's a burglary alarm. Burglary uh, what? Bur- burglary. Burglary <laughs> alarm <laughs> or motion. Police origin for that one? Uh, China. Um <laughs> Maybe that's America. Um, and there, or there's a motion or anything. The alarm company calls you first. If they can't get a hold of you, they call me. If they can't get a hold of me, they call our uh, third business partner. Um, nine times out of ten, whenever I get a car call from the alarm company, it's for one of your shops and you're sleeping or busy. I like so how he just subtly throws that out there. No, no big deal. So literally, I don't get a call from my shops ever. Zero times. Um, maybe twice. We don't count those. Uh, so I see this phone call come through at 345, and I'm like, okay, it's for one of the one of the mechanic shops. It's probably a, just another motion sensor. I'm going to let this roll through and go to the third partner and see if we can wake him up because I don't feel like answering. So it rolls through. I don't think anything of it. A half an hour later, I get a call from your shop manager that never calls me. There's absolutely zero reason for her to call me. 
especially at 4 a.m. in the morning. So I answer, hey, what's going on? Everything okay? She's like, I just got off the phone with Phoenix PD. Uh, our shop was broken into. They're holding, or they have the guy in custody, but they need someone to secure the building uh, before they leave. So I let her know I'm on my way. She's like, I already called Jake. He didn't answer. Called the maintenance guy. He didn't answer. Called everyone else. They didn't answer. So here I am to save the day. So I show up, and uh, cops are there. Windows busted out. Um, and there's glass everywhere. There's a can of uh, pineapples, a delicious can of pineapples. Right in the, it was right in one of the sinks there. And uh, yeah, so we got broken into this morning. Guys in custody, and that's about it. It's not really a fun story at all. Are you still with us? I pulled a Jake Brown and I stopped listening. Sorry. Uh, so Tristan, how are you? I'm okay. What's new with you? <laughs> I'm okay. Just working. Okay. Doing this. How's how's the business growth going? Um, gaining more clients every every week. So. And how is the grind compared to what you learned in school to now real what life? What I learned in school was not really oh. for anything. Oh. So um So we do agree on something. School college is for is, fools. Yeah. I learn more especially in filmmaking out in the field than okay. in a classroom for management with do you finance re- bros. Do you regret going to college? No. Okay. Why? You're not getting out of it this easy. You're you're talking now. You got the microphone. Because <laughs> it, you know, taught me more about um, uh, stuff socially, <laughs> economically, well, philosophically, um, and uh, different stuff like that just from a social standpoint and from a business standpoint. Of course, you learn stuff from, you know, business ethics uh, and looking at previous cases of uh, businesses that had managers or different um, people that definitely were in the wrong and made the company go down with it. So you definitely learn a lot, but... um, Has it helped you out with starting your business now? um, More from a point of understanding marketing and managing different aspects of my business, yeah. But as... um, just communicating as a people person, no. Okay. But that's just that's more based on personality. If you're introverted, extroverted, and you're um, introverted to the max. Yes. So that is more about human characteristics than who you are as a business person, and that relates just to who you are uh, personally, not okay. as a business owner. Well, since I still have you on the microphone, where do you <laughs> expect to take this business? Where do you want it to end? Do you want to get into movie producing? Do you want to get into Film, in movies, what do you want to kind of do? What's your long term? It's going to eventually end with me owning a production company and uh, being a director for TV and film and not doing client work, um, even though client work is okay and it pays <laughs> the bills. Um, I You do have a business. Yeah. yeah, I have a business and I have to run it, but I eventually want to just do TV and film and have... Uh, control over um, pre-production, um, production, and post-production in every aspect, uh, or helping in things like writing, um, producing, um, getting together all the props, looking at sound design, um, set design, and going to things like uh, different camera shots, looking at different cameras, different lenses, different um, Avenues, looking at budgets, understanding budgets, understanding 
how um, um, actors or actresses actresses are played out and knowing how to properly promote to different audiences, not just um, recently it's been male-dominated audiences, but include more um, female audiences and make it more relatable to people of different cultures, ethnicities, and everything in between. So it's not just a one-person-dominated um, type of show or movie then end with um, multiple different films and stuff like that. What kind of category do you want to do for film? Because a lot of people obviously like action, romance, rom-com. Are you kind of like the Steven Spielberg? and? Um, I like dramedy, which is a mix of drama and comedy. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to get into historical films. Um, I okay. find that interesting. I saw Oppenheimer and loved it. Um, I like stuff like that, dramedy. Um, I'll eventually make something more laid back and not as serious, um, like a straight comedy, but with some introspective uh, undertones with it. But other than that. So how do you get found doing that? How do you, how do you get your name out there enough to say, do you have to create something, send it in, and they'd be like, yeah, you're good? Or is it more of, you know, you come, become a co-producer or an underling and then eventually move up to an executive producer? For this line of work, there are multiple different avenues. Um, you can either go the PA route or a personal assistant and be an understudy of, let's say, a producer, be a, uh assistant to a DOP, be um, an assistant to uh, a gaffer, or go you ahead. can go the um, <laughs> indie filmmaking route, which is you make your own film. With it, you can get a small budget from somebody and get a loan or by yourself, um, put it on YouTube, send it out to festivals. That's a way, or just uh, just create your own stuff and just put it out randomly. What's and your see what you can do? What's your timeline on like getting to that level? Is it the is it a five year goal, ten year goal? Is it a twenty year goal? What's um, what's in your head? Um, in the next five years. I will be um, 26, so, so old. I <laughs> so am hoping old. to just have enough money for insurance. Uh, well, yeah, but <laughs> have I know it will be tougher to have run a straight film and TV business. I'm hoping I can get to that point, but if I have to do um, still clientele, but having strong clients that can uh, pay a reasonable amount per month for my services, whatever, if it includes social media, then I can do that. But in the next 10 years, it'll definitely be shifted completely over to film and TV. Then by 20 years, it'll just, that's all I will be doing. But for five years uh, as a security blanket and as I um, move forward, it's just making money so um, can be financially secure in every facet. All right. Well, I know you feel super awkward doing this, so you can... I'll, I'll segue that one for you, T, so you don't have to talk anymore. So <laughs> you just got muted. Well, uh, all right. So well, before before we move on, I was segueing. no. You shut up. I want to stay on this topic and talk about T because I am super proud of him. So I want to kind of boast about my little brother. Right? Can I boast? Uh, so no, obviously people can tell by Tristan's tone. He's very, very much an introvert, and uh, 
you know, he the the thing is, Tristan is a lot smarter than you and I combined will ever be. Heard that. Uh, one because we're really dumb, but two because he's actually really smart. Um, you made it through all of what high school and college with a four point GPA. Not a four but definitely had semesters where it was four but not overall. No. What'd you graduate with a percentage of your class? Um, I don't know percentage, but I know I graduated high school with a three point seven. Then I graduated college with, I think, a 3.75 or a 3.8, one of those two. And you were you were top five because you had to wear the cord, right? Does that mean top um, 5%? I got um, cum laude in, in college because I had a GPA over 3.6, but not over a 3.85. He's smarter than you. I'm not disputing that at all. Okay. Well, I am proud of you. Um I was going to mention because you came to us the other day or the other week talking about, you know, the future of our podcast of where we should take it, where we've been already, how we can continue to grow it. Um, and then also what you've done with your services uh, since you started, whether it's running the social media, which you do from start to finish, all the editing of the podcast, all the editing um, of the videos. And then you also come in here um, once a week set up all your lighting, your cameras, and then also give us topics on what to talk about as well. Um, but you came to us, and one of the things that stood out most to me is like, it's uh, when you said, hey, this isn't a talk as your little brother. This is a talk about business. Um, that one got me in the feels. I'm like, this kid's growing up, and he's figuring it out. He's figuring out business. Because when you graduated, one of the questions I asked you was, what are you going to do? Where is your money coming from? And the first thing you said to me was, well, I've got YouTube shorts and I'm going to, I'm going to be on YouTube and I'm going to create this and that. And then I'm pretty sure I told you a few times, I'm like, man, I'm scared. I was like, I'm worried for him. I don't, YouTube isn't going to make it for him. He can't just produce sh uh, shorts and expect people to find them. So I was like super worried. And now I'm watching you grow this business from, absolutely nothing to having um, multiple clients and, uh, you know, consistently growing. You're working till two or three in the morning and uh, you're waking up, you know, eight o'clock, you're hitting the gym every day. So you're really figuring out the entrepreneur lifestyle and you started from nothing. So from me to you, I'm super proud of you, but that's all I got. I don't think I've ever been that nice to him to either, by the way. That was a first. It, it's Tristan and I have a very tough love relationship, and especially with him growing up, he's been ten years younger than me, and so it when he was growing up playing football, I was in high school playing ball, and uh, we would sit there and compete of how many touchdowns we got per game or how many tackles or this or that, and his dad was the coach of his football team, so he made sure that Tristan got the ball to score a touchdown at least one more per game than I did. <laughs> and uh, so it was always a competition, but 10 years apart. And when Tristan would come hang out with us, which was quite often, mm -hmm. um, he'd be hanging out with high school kids when he was, you know, six, seven years old. And I remember launching the football at him as hard as I possibly could when he was six or seven years old. And I'm just, let it hit you. Use your hands. Don't use your body. And uh, he grew up to be a, an amazing athlete too, but – yeah, tough love. <laughs> Works for some people, not for everybody. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I saw 
all the mistakes you made. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> all the mistakes you made, Zach made. Uh, Montana. Um, since I was 10 years younger than everybody. So I've been able to be put in a position where I have more knowledge than maybe some of my peers. Not to say that they're not as knowledgeable. Um, but you, you just said you have more knowledge than them. Yeah, uh, and you said uh, I for, suck at life. Well, no, for... Sometimes I do, but uh, <laughs> for, for some of my peers, they just have not been put in a um, in the same position that I've have been. Um, so I am very um, gracious of where I am and what I've been able to uh, see, even when I was at a younger age. So I've been able to mature a lot quicker than maybe some other people my age, and that's not to say that everyone's immature, but. Um, there's definitely, you know, growing pains and some people are, um, not able to think about, um, the future because they have to survive for now and they're completely, um, okay in thinking that, um, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I can stay at home while I'm growing this business and be supported. Um, and some people can't, which is totally okay. And, you know, there's a bunch of reasons why they can't do that. But I'm very fortunate and um, been able to see um, everybody else's struggles that they've had and seeing, like, where they were when they first started growing, especially you two, and how it came from um, um, working at a pizza shop in high school to... That was when I first got fired. Yeah. Only job I've been fired from. How long did you work that? I was a bitch boy for, like, three weeks. <laughs> And I just wanted to eat all the food off of people's plates when they sent it back. <laughs> to being a, uh, um, working on a delivery truck and being a mover, to um, working with Amazon, to this. So I've seen everything, heard a bunch of stuff, and also read it not only in high school but in college. So I um, am very fortunate to be able to want to learn and enjoy learning. There you go. And you and you should, and I know we kind of talked about this right before we jumped in, but, like, don't forget to enjoy the entire road, right? Everyone's so focused on that. The success alone. Yeah. And the, def, the, the destination is that they forget to enjoy the moment that they're actually in. You know, down the road, we look back at, you know, where we came from, um, and sometimes, you know, I miss what we used to do. You know, I, I miss what, you know, I did five, ten years ago, and – Back then, I thought those times were hard, and I can't wait to get farther ahead. I can't wait to have the next job. can't wait to have the next step in life. And then you pass up so many different opportunities that you, you don't regret it by any means, right? You, you're going to enjoy everything you do, but just make sure that you are actually enjoying the moment that you're in, not just the moment five years from now. And just, yeah, and learn from every moment you're in. And again, Jake brought up a good point. There's not a day that goes by that wish I, I wish I was back in a FedEx truck delivering packages. Most fun I've ever had in a job. Woke up, went to work, didn't have to answer phone calls from anyone, <laughs> didn't have to, you know, discipline anyone. I just came in, did my job, and left. And I still, to this day, I make nothing compared to, or from now to then, um, I made nothing back then. And it was the most fun I ever had. Uh, just enjoyed every second of it. So, But just know that every step in life is a stepping stone. No matter who you are, you just got to learn from it each time and keep growing from each mistake you make and each success you uh, complete. And I've been fortunate enough to um, be in therapy, and I started going over a year ago. So I've been able to um, be more introspective and look at 
everything that's happened in our past and um, look at how we behave as a family and as people and where everything comes from. Been Boom. Able, been able to uh, <laughs> slow down and enjoy more moments because I wasn't able to in high school. And that's uh, – I was too focused on football and uh, training that I never really had a social life. So now I'm uh, have getting the negative part of it and struggling with meeting new people because I don't have great social skills. So um, And that's, that's honestly okay. Yeah. Honestly – uh, perfect your skill that you're doing with the production and the film and all that, the social part will come. That's, you know, not everyone's a, and it's not that you're a great speaker because, you know, going back, I used to watch your um, reports and everything that you did whenever you were on the news for, you know, after football games or give the rundown of games or whatever it may be. You're an extremely good speaker. You, you were on the get, news? I was on the news. We're together. Mr. Hollywood, Hollywood Jr. I'll be the junior one. Please continue. What the hell's wrong with you? I got really excited. I didn't know he was on the news. I missed it. Yeah, way to be supportive, Hollywood. Um, but no, the speaking, the speaking will come. It's all with comfortability. Again, I'm not a good speaker at all either, and I definitely wasn't a few years back until I got a job that did nothing but the public speaking, and that helped me be able to stand in front of crowds, not get nervous. Hey, if someone doesn't like what I say, who cares? I'm not going to see them again. It doesn't matter to me. So the speaking will come. Don't worry about it. Whether you're nervous or just an introvert or don't know what to say, it doesn't matter. Perfect your skill. People are hiring you for your camera work, your film, your production, not the way you say hello, good morning. And you're not afraid of it, too. Obviously, you just talked about how you're willing to learn. You're enjoying the process. That's the, the best thing is you're going to take every situation. You're going to learn from it. And you're going to improve. You know, social skills are something that do come in handy in life, especially when it comes to business. But the more that we go through life, the more that we're understanding that there is no there's not a lot of social life that we have anymore, right? We focus on, you know, buying a house, focus on getting in a relationship, getting a wife, you know, starting families eventually, building up, you know, a life within that family. So, you know, that social skill is is beneficial, yes, but it's also not the top thing that's going to be your selling point. It will help you with networking. Networking is key. We've talked about that a couple of times that it's all about who you know, not necessarily what you know, because you can get through life, um, especially if you have good connections and good people. Um, but a lot of times, you know, the, the speaking it, it's not natural for anyone. It, you just have to be put in scenarios to where you can learn and better yourself and be open to criticism. The hardest thing is criticism. I still have a hard time depending on who it comes from. You know, criticism is, is difficult to receive from certain people, but if you can be open to actually listening to that criticism, it's only going to be beneficial because you can take small things and tweak it. Um, you know, a lot of people really focus on who they think that they're going to be on the image that they see. And not to say you won't get there, but it's okay to maybe fall a little bit short or fall a little bit off the beaten path to understand that, hey, to continue to grow, I need to move myself in this direction to continue to move up a mountain. They're so focused on that destination that they miss everything. And I know I already said that before, but it is true. We get so jaded on who we want to be and we forget who we actually are in that moment. So keep going. Don't, don't stop. The only thing that I would say, and it might be a little bit weird is practice, practice speaking to people. When you presented your business idea to us, it was phenomenal because you didn't just 
you know, come over as a little brother. You came as business. You provided a lot of information. You gave, you know, all your data and analytics of what you could see. You've seen what you built from the get-go. You, you approached it in a very good way, and I'm sure you sat down and thought about how you wanted to do this stuff. It's no different than talking to people. It's no different than finding customers. It's no different than finding, you know, investors or however you want to approach this. So don't worry about, you know, messing up. That's life. Everyone messes up. There's not one single person out in this world that can say that they've done everything perfectly and have never struggled. Hold on. I used to see hair on your videos, so you were not, you know, as aerodynamic as you used to sink. Stink? Sink. What are you talking about? Play your football <laughs> you I thought you were going to talk about your football video. Did videos. you just have a stroke? I think I did. Uh, and be confident. Walk, talk, speak confident. Everything. Because the more confident you are, one, the more people are going to believe you, but the more people are going to listen and, you know, pay attention to what you're saying. I mean, you can say the sky is pink, and as long as you're confident with it, Jake Morrow will believe you. Heard that? Because I trust you. All right, we back. Boom. Black and black. Like we never left. Like we never left. Um, no, networking. We suck at networking. Or no, I don't want to say we suck at networking. We suck at social media. Yes. Can you but we have that? somebody that does social media, so now we don't suck. Okay, but not for this. This, this is covered, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of getting there. For personal life, how many people know you own a business? Mm, not very many, but I also don't you know, advertise it. Okay, why? Because everyone asks for favors. Everyone wants something for free. The people I give discounts to are the ones who want to pay full price and continue to come back to us and treat us right. So in return, we treat them right. Okay. Most people just want something. Hey, I, I you know, want a free oil change. Or I want my tires rotated. Or whatever it is, every time you know somebody finds out, it's how can I help them? Not necessarily how can they support me. Okay. And that's that fine line to where that's why I don't, Tell people, when people ask what I actually do, I just tell them that I'm a, a manager of automotive locations. I used to say I was a janitor, but I, now I just tell them I'm a manager. Most people don't ask me for discounts just because I'm a manager because they think that I'm still working for somebody, so I don't have that judgment. I can't make that call. But again, in, in this day and age, it's how can I help them? There's no, there's no support in return. Uh, okay, if I saw somebody I haven't seen in a few years, I give them a free oil change. They don't leave a good Google review. They don't leave, you know, they don't leave the store and then post about it. They don't, you know, put it on their social media. It's just awesome. Jake, give me a free oil change. And then I don't talk to them again. Yeah. So, and not to say I'm looking for a benefit to helping out people. I like helping out people, but I like helping out the ones that actually care about supporting us. Mm-hmm. Those are the Not ones the that handout. those are the ones that I bend over backwards for. Those are the ones that I don't mind, you know, showcasing what they do. Those are the ones that I, I make sure to introduce to everyone on the team and they'll know, hey, this is Jake's guy or girl or family or friend or whatever it is. So even if I'm not there, they're still going to treat them as if I was standing right next to them. And that's what I want. I want them to do a good job, but I want them to understand that these people mean something to me because I mean something to them. Okay. I get it. Why don't you showcase it? Um, modesty. I don't want to throw out a lot of people and you and I are the same. We hate throwing out the, I'm the owner card or I'm so-and-so card respect me differently or treat me differently than others. Even the guys at my shop, um, especially the newer guys that are just getting there. I just introduce myself. I'm just, Hey, I'm Jake. Nice to meet you. If you need anything, let us know. We're all here to help. Um, and then I'll walk away and you know, someone will be a call. That's the owner. And it's just like, 
I don't, I don't introduce myself as the owner. Um, mainly because when I walk into a shop, I don't want people to work differently when I'm there compared to when I'm not. I want them to work the same, you know, if I'm there, if I'm not there. So that way I can work with the manager and critique and say, Hey, so-and-so isn't doing their job or so-and-so is doing fantastic. Let's, uh, let's let them know. The hard part is though, no matter what we say or do, they're always going to do something differently. They are because that's just the stigma of this person is in charge, right? Some of it is a little bit of respect for somebody who's in charge. The other side of it is just, they don't understand what we're actually going through. And if somebody yeah. doesn't understand something, they have a hard time relating with that. So that's why there's always a big divide between, even if it's in like a corporation, something who's way up high, even if there's somebody kind of on a bottom tier, they always look at them differently because they can't understand of. Uh, understand what they're actually doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And that makes sense. I think, I think it's more of, I don't want to use the word modesty. It's just, I don't like the titles. I hate titles. You and I are the same with that. We rarely hand out our business cards because of what it says on it. Mm. I mean, if it's, you know, if it's something for our charity or something that we're trying to work on, or we're trying to get uh, a new vendor in or a large account in, um, I'll bring in that, but when it's just one-on-one, I don't go up to someone and say, Hey, I'm Jake. I'm the owner of so-and-so. Um, it's just something yeah. that I've never done. Something I don't feel comfortable with. If somebody asks me what I do, I'm just like, Oh, I look over a couple uh, mechanic shops and uh, auto body shops. Oh, so you just, you just watch over. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just look over them. Do you like own them? Ah, yeah. And then I get all awkward. I'm just like, I don't know what to say after that. Well, and I guess that's where, you know, networking kind of come into place because you, you focus on the type of people you're around. Like when I was at this work meeting, there were other people in the same industry, uh, shop owners. And, you know, the way I approach them is somebody totally different than if I approached, yeah. let's say, like a mechanic or, you know, somebody up front. N- not to say that I'm better than them, but there's a better understanding of how the business actually operates. So when I speak to them and I approach them, it is as an owner to owner basis or somebody who owns a business and owns a business. Maybe it's even something different. But the way I present present myself seems to be a little bit different. Um, if we're just networking with people who I don't know any of them, or I don't know what industry is, then I won't come in and pretend like I'm a business owner speaking to a business owner. I'm a person speaking to a person until we understand that dynamic. And I feel like yeah. that's the, that's the hard part with networking is people either come in and they're douchebags because they are the cocky guys who are better than that everyone. I'm the business owner. You look up to me. Yep. Or they, they come in as, um, you know, somebody who is, timid and shy because they don't know where they fall in the place. They, they don't know where they fall in the, you know, the food chain. Um, so I try to be right in the middle of, you know, somebody who can talk to everyone and feel out situations and then understand, okay, you know what, this person actually has a ton of knowledge about insurance. Mm-hmm. This is great. Let's use this to my benefit because I want to soak up their knowledge and maybe I can provide something back to them. So it's really just network. That's the hardest thing with networking is trying to figure out where you can really connect with somebody and to make sure that you're presenting yourself in the proper light that they understand and can actually match that same time of uh, type of energy. Yeah. And networking so big in any industry and in any aspect of life nowadays. And this is actually a conversation I had uh, with my wife on the way home from camping. Because we're driving home. It's a five-hour drive to get home. Pulling a trailer. It's, you know, dark out, so we're watching out for elk and deer and everything on the way home. Um, But I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, first of all, I just turned to her. I'm like, what's your goals for the week? Just randomly. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why, but I'm like, what's your goals for the week? What are you going to accomplish? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? 
what are you what are you going to accomplish? Have you ever gone to a week and just said, I'm going to accomplish X, Y, and Z? And I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to make a phone call or I'm going to wake up at 730. It's like, all right, you're growing a business. What are you going to accomplish in your business this week? And she was like, well, here it is. And she laid out a list of where she's going to grow her business this week. Did she actually have the list ready or she was making it as she was talking? She was making it? it as she was talking. And she was like, you know what? This is, and maybe she did. She had an idea, mm-hmm. but it's never been verbalized before. It's just, you know, you have it in your head. You and I do the same thing. You know, Monday morning rolls around or Sunday night. And it's like, you know what? I need to get this done. And then by the end of the week, it's like, well, shit, I forgot X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah. um, but she was like, you know, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I need to do this. And this is my goal for this week for my business. Like, all right, what's your goal this week for your health? And again, I don't know where this shit's coming from. Maybe it's the woods, the smell, the aroma. Isn't that supposed to clear your mind, not necessarily? It it is, but putting it out there, is that clearing your mind of, you know, hey, or or holding somebody accountable? Um, So I was like, what do you want to do for your health this week? And she's like, well, I need to wake up at 7. I'd like to do a 30-minute workout every single day, 20 to 30-minute home workout. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure we meal prep and have food ready and not just eating out. Fantastic. So then she turned back to me. She's like, all right, what's your goals? And I'm like, well, I didn't expect you to come back after me on this. <laughs> what are we doing, a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. And so uh, I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I, I enjoy talking to people sometimes, but there's not a lot of people that know what I do because I keep it under wraps. You know, I have a very, very, very tight circle um, where I only have a group of guys that know what I do on a daily basis um, outside of family, and that's it. Maybe four or five people. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, But I'm like, you know, I want to continue to not only grow my business, but grow my network, um, not for myself, but for others as well. You know, there's a lot of people that's just starting business. Take Tristan. You know, if I can grow my network to a size that can help somebody else, where I can say, hey, Tristan, I actually have a guy that is looking to film his cars or to film their gym workout or something, I could help grow him. Mm-hmm. And right now, I feel like, you know, I, I know a lot of people, um, but I'm not, they're not so tight in my network where I can call them and say, hey, I've got a guy for you or, you know, I've got whatever it may be. Um, so I'm like, I need to, I told Kendi, I was like, I need to grow my network. So my goal each and every week is I need to reach out to two people that from my past and just check in, you know, whether it's, Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's new? How's life? I need to reach out to two people each week and I need to add one person to my network every week. So what two did you reach out to this week? I reached out to a guy that I went to college uh, with that played football that started his own company. I'm still waiting for him to reply. <laughs> and then I haven't reached out to that second person yet. And then I have a, I signed up for myself to go to a conference this weekend for just collision and auto body shops. Um, that's supposed to have a hundred some people there. Um, so I'm going there to network and meet other shop owners and everything. So, that's you know, awesome. it, it's a good start, but you know, it's, it is all about networking. It's all about shaking that hand. Um, and you never know whose hand you're going to shake next. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You never know who you can connect with. And that's the beauty of networking is that there's so many people out there in the world that 
have different outlooks, different experiences, something that, you know, can really teach you how you want to better yourself or, you know, what not to do. Sometimes there's things that people say, like there was this guy talking this weekend and the crap that was just spilling out of his mouth, I was embarrassed for him. And I understood that, you know, that's why people should, you know, listen and just sit there, not just be the ones that are voicing their opinion because they don't understand that that is nonsense and i'm usually the one that just sits there you know you and i are again the same thing of you know we'll sit in the corner and we'll uh we'll take it all in and then we'll change things ourselves Mm -hmm. um but i want to get out there i want to you know meet other business owners i want to be involved with not only our community again we've had some big charity things come up in the past week that are really making some serious moves that i'm super excited for Mm -hmm. um but, you know, meeting other people that could help us with all that. And then, again, my biggest thing is being able to help others with my network. So, yeah, that that's huge. I mean, I, it's uh, it's something that I almost feel like I should be setting myself those kind of goals because it is, again, it's who you know. Uh, it has a little bit of what you know, but out in the world, especially this day and age with social media and the way marketing works, if you don't have that connection, you're it, it, it's one in a million to get there now yeah um, to where before social media all it took was hard work and being in the right place now it's not even that now there is no right place because everyone does this from their house from an office you know it's all remote so well, it's all about- and you notice if you're walking by a store you know as soon as you're going to cross paths with somebody everyone's head drops oh yeah or no. it's looking at the phone even Nobody though you have nothing on the phone it's just like yeah. making eye contact is the most awkward thing ever nowadays and i find myself purposely doing it in stores now i'll walk by someone just open-eyed and just like make eye contact i'm like look at me look at me i mean i walk through the airport i I listen to music but i always have headphones in sitting on an airplane always have headphones it's because i just don't want to talk to anybody yeah so it's it's but imagine but imagine imagine now taking your headphones off and finding that person to talk to no at the airport hard pass because those people are usually the ones that sit next to me, sit next to me and want to talk, and I have a headphone. Okay, and now I you're, just now you're like sitting first it. class, headed to a big business meeting in Atlanta, and now you're talking to another business owner that could further beyond your career. I'll talk to them in the meeting. <laughs> Don't bother me on an airplane. <laughs> you're ridiculous. It's my time. Okay. It isn't. You're on yes, a flight. Is. Exactly. I shut up and talk to somebody. Time. Hard pass. You can talk to him for me. Done. I'll talk to him. Okay. Boom, there we go. Ain't bringing you in my circle. That's fine. Small enough already. Do you have any take on this? <laughs> Nothing. Do you believe in networking? And do 50% you believe? of my job is networking. So. so do you believe that you should try to shake every hand that you pass? Not every hand. Why? But because not every hand needs to be shaked. It's clean. People are dirty <laughs> out there. <laughs> you got dirt under your fingernails. Heard that. But how do you know what hands are not to be shook? Because some clients are... Okay, no, we're not talking clients. Potential clients. You don't know them. You saw them in a store. They are dressed in basketball shorts and a long tee, and you don't know what they do for an industry. Are you going to judge off their character and their look based off of what they have going in their career? No. Then how do you know not to shake their hand? Sorry, I should be grilling Jake Morrow, but you're up. To shake their hand? Yeah, why wouldn't you shake their hand and introduce yourself? Because I'm not just from a social standpoint walking up to a random person and shaking their hand. Okay. Metaphorically shaking the hand. As in, hey, how you doing? What's new? No. Because I don't know them. And unless I'm there for business, then I can shake hands. But if I'm What if that guy that you did not shake his hand metaphorically, 
um, own a multi-billion dollar production business and you just missed out on that. Then woo me. Okay. I feel like I'm, I'm with, you will not grow in life. I'm with T on this one only because the way that society has been branded, the way that society has been shaped, that's not how we interact with people. So somebody, if you walked up and were to talk to them, you would instantly have a negative thought about them, no matter how they approached well, you. Cause you're judgmental. No, that's everyone. You think about most people that walk through the grocery store. The reason why they don't want to look at you is because they're nervous because they don't want to interact with somebody. So if you're the, you know, outspoken guy who's like hey how's it going you know i buy the exact same cereal you have most of the time nine out of ten you're gonna get somebody that smiles go yeah and then walk the other direction that's because so, you're a dick well no that's not me i'm just saying society has been branded to where you shouldn't interact with somebody everyone wants to do it digitally now or they have to go to that function to connect with somebody unfortunately the days of knowing your neighbors and interacting with the person at the grocery store every single time just it's not it's not out there in the world anymore and it and it is a shame because there are so well, many bring great it back still homes you first. I will. I'll let you know how it goes. Do it. I will. I'm serious. Oh, I believe I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Do it. I hate talking. To we me. go to the same grocery store, so I'll be watching. We do. That's awkward. You hit my grocery. Accountability. Card. I don't need you. Make it happen, Kevin. Okay. What else you got? That's it for me. We've rambled 51 minutes about nothing today. Killing the game. T, you got anything to finish us off? What is the importance of branding for a company? Jake, well, go for it. That one's all you, bro. No, uh, he said we, we talked about branding, and you, he you said were talking Jake. about rebranding He earlier, said Jake, so. go. So, <sighs> so easy. Killing the game. Um, the importance of branding is all about the image of what you want yourself to reflect, right? So everyone, you know, especially the way that we want this podcast to work, people are going to listen and watch a podcast because of Jake and myself. You know, we are the image that we want to reflect. So that brand has to be the reflection of not necessarily who you are, but what you want to represent as a person, as a business, as a culture. Um, and that entirety or entire, you know, entity needs to be reflected from you. So without that brand, if you just brand it off of a couch, I mean, there's nothing that me and the couch have in common. So why would somebody go buy the couch? They're going to buy the couch because I myself am telling you that this is a fantastic couch and my personality is pushing them for this. Continue on. So why do you think branding is important? I agree with you. You want to elaborate at all? No, not really. <laughs> dive into the question a little bit. There's a lot of different aspects to branding. One, it has to be about yourself, but two, it has to stand out and kind of have its own niche to it it's like all right what's going to stand out to others um you know what for instance us what does yucky mean what is it why you know it's a conversation starter starter mm. it's where it came from it explains you know a little bit of a background between us yeah it started out as an inside joke but um it's kind of grown to what we have now which is 13 listeners um so you know it's a it's our little thing that describes us of who we are now, does it need a rebrand? I don't know. You know, we we really don't know. It hasn't, um, it hasn't grown or fall, fallen or has grown, I guess. But um, you know, it's describing of the brand to others for to make them feel involved and understood and all that. Agree. So that's all I got on that. I, I got nothing. Boom. No, that's all I got today. Again, my biggest goals for the week is 
networking. No, that's good. That's what's, what's your goals for the uh, week? I'm going to steal yours. I, I think it's good to to reach out to the people in the past to acknowledge, you know, the friendships that uh, maybe have slipped away a little bit or just the connections that, you know, we get stuck in our day-to-day lives that we forget about, you know, there is a giant world out there and my world isn't necessarily the most important thing. You know, it is to me, but if I just take the blinders off and I look around a little bit, there's a whole nother world that I could maybe impact or that world can help impact me in a positive way. So to be able to, you know, like you said, reconnect with somebody from a past, um, even just checking in, maybe there's nothing that I need from them just to say hi, just to, you know, Hey, we need to reconnect every six months or, you know, instead of just the happy birthday text that you send once a year, it's, you know, just being able to figure out where life has taken them and where life has taken me. And maybe those paths will cross um, one day down the road and it could be very beneficial to everyone. Yeah. I'm down, girl. Have you seen Barbie? Yes. Have you actually? Yeah. You went and saw it? Yeah. Was it good? It was good. Okay. I was told I need to go see it this weekend. Uh, what's your uh, blinders, What's your top uh, war movie? Wow. Um, Put you on the spot. Yeah, you did. There's just so many good ones out there. Um, I really like Band of Brothers for some reason. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Um, what the hell was that one? Uh, Tears of Sun. I don't think I've seen that one. Who's that one? Bruce. Um, what's the bald head, dude? Willis. Willis. That one. <laughs> Tristan, do you got a top war movie? Um, there's um, There's a couple. You could go all quiet on the Western Front. Dang, check you um, out. If you want to go the 30s version, or I'm pretty sure the 60s version. The newest version was really good, and it was only uh, the actors were German and spoke their native language. Um, you could go Band of Brothers. You also could go Full Metal Jacket. Amen, brother. Go. Um, I feel like that's, that's two favorite. movies just put together. Yeah, it's yeah. 100%. Um, Agreed. I mean, you could do like Wind Talkers. That was a really good movie. We're I just gonna skip up here. Um, I mean, there's there's so many movies that you could. Talk there about. really is. So they're all good. What's your favorites? Or did you already say? I just did, and you skipped over Fury. it and started talking about yours again. Uh, no, Full Metal Jacket. Anyways, <laughs> okay. that's all I got today. I'm over it. It's hot. Boom. Ready and for uh, dinner. Close it out then, Braham. No, you got it. All right. Well, I guess we're going to end it like that then. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining uh, the Yucky Podcast. We really appreciate you guys, uh, um, you know, listening and hopefully watching videos on our social media. We have T Lee Productions to thank for that. He is really doing a great job. So if you guys want to go follow his page, please do that as well. If you guys ever need uh, or want us to cover a topic, you ever want to show um, somebody else. Um, where we are. Well, I guess I can't even talk today. Um, if you want to showcase who that friend is, maybe bring them on the show. We can ask them some questions. Please send us an email at the yucky podcast at gmail.com and we will get back to you. Other than that, we will see you all down the road. See you next time.